All right, welcome to Ocean Water Podcast, the voice of the indigenous water movement. Uh, my guest today is uh, good friend Drew Tevez. We've been in the water in Fiji, in Mexico, off of the coast of Northern California, in El Salvador together. Uh, Drew does uh, five or six backflips at a time. He's a stand-up comedian. He's incredibly good at baby making, as evidenced by his four kids one of my best friends, and he founded and leads Aloha Church in San Diego, California, and uh, I'm just stoked to have you on today, bro. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, so Drew, uh, what is your, uh, let's start out, what's your, uh, what's your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? Well, you're probably like me. We don't eat out too much, save money, but um, if I was to get something to eat, I'll get a good a traditional poke bowl. I say traditional because there's lots of trendy places, so don't put all that crap on my, on my fish. Just how I like my life. Simple. So that'll tell you a lot about me. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the last time we had dinner with uh, you and Trish, which was like a year ago, a year and a half ago, I think we brought, we didn't bring poke over, but we brought sushi over. So yeah, you, def yeah. you definitely like fresh fish. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So... For our audience, uh, why don't you tell everyone what you're doing these days and how you got into it. Go ahead and just take a couple minutes and talk about that. A minutes? Okay, cool. Well, um, currently, I, we, started, we started a brand new church out here in Pacific Beach, San Diego. And it's a new church, very, very different uh, than what I've, I've been in this culture of, like, large church. So we wanted to bring a little bit of my culture, which is uh, from Hawaii and the Aloha spirit and sprinkle that back here in uh, San Diego. I, we saw uh, a need um, and we just felt that was what we wanted to really do. And we were very, very scared. Um, we had little, like little support, but we just knew that man, God called us to do this. And at the end of our life, my wife and I looked at each other and be like, at the end of our life, what's the story that we want to tell? What's the story that we want to tell? We want to live by faith. Because the Bible says the only way to please God is by faith. So not if I have a big job or a title or make money or how many houses, all that stuff. In the end of my life, to look back, to leave a legacy to my kids and my family, my friends, is my daddy, my husband, my boy had faith. And for us, that was our faith was to start a church. This may not everybody's, but everybody has look at the end of your life. And I'm 46 years old, so... You know, might be halfway over. I don't know, but you start to think of those things when you become like 30, 40 years old. You're like, gosh, you take an inventory of your life and the story you want to tell. So, so I'm, awesome, I'm a man. Well, I, I have so much respect for you and for your wife. And uh, I remember being there for the first yeah. uh, gathering at, at Mission Bay High School. And then I've been back six times. And every time I love it and look forward to it. And um, <clears throat> so good, man. So what do you wish you had known kind of like when you started out? Started out the church or the church is about, we're about a year and a half into it. Yeah. So start out maybe in ministry in general or just in the church? Yeah, I would say when you started the church, what do you wish that you knew um, when you had started Aloha? Okay, pretty good. I think uh, you're never shocked with people. You're just sometimes disappointed, you know? 
And uh, one of my values, the first A in Aloha is actions over words. And that's just something like in me to say I'm going to do something. And come to find out a lot of the people that say they're going to help or be there, they just don't. But some people, God just brings random people that you never would expect to support, to pray for you, just to be yep. in the water with you. So yep. just don't base, don't um, put my trust in people. Obviously, it's God. And always be watching what God's going to do. So sometimes we try to, we walk with our, with our sight on the people or stuff that we know or finances or things. But really, man, you got to just be very open to watch what God is doing. And then, 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 then you're never going to be shocked or, or disappointed in people because you're going to be just super stoked on what God is doing. And then your friend that told you something that didn't ever, you're just, it's okay because you're not super bummed at him. You just know that just God's working out a whole different plan. So it helps you trust God more than trusting people or your own plan. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. I, 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 I've always resonated with the, yeah. uh, with the actions part. And uh, in fact, that's how you and I grew up. When you and I were growing up, you didn't run your mouth about stuff. You let what you did speak for itself. And then other people told other people about you. That was how, that was how we grew up. And it's funny now because you and I are actually talking up now because the world's changed and we want to have a voice with the culture that's changed. When you, it, when you and I were growing up, if we had ran our mouth, we would have got hit or beat up. <laughs> now <Right>. people just, <laughs> right. it's just changed. The world's changed. Yep. Yeah. Less people are, less people are getting knocked out for stuff these days. I think that kind of like, <laughs> if yeah. I would have my Instagram and put all the cool, I'll, I'll, my, I'd be, my, my mouth wouldn't be so, you know, I'd have missing some teeth. So. Yes, yes. You, you and I as well, and you and I have joked a lot about that, about how much culture's changed and the world's changed. But it does. And so that's one of the reasons we're actually, yeah. we're, that you and I have actually chosen very deliberately to use video and to talk. And that's, be, that's been an adjustment that you and I have had to make, you know. It is true. I want to be an influencer now. Sorry, dad. Sorry, dad. I want to be an influencer. <laughs> it's funny. People, people, will have, people will have asked me, they're like, how come I didn't know that you rode your bicycle 10,000 miles through 10 countries? And my, a lot of my answer is, well, the way that I was raised was if you do something, you don't go and tell everyone about it. So I've, you, have to, you have to take a picture every every block. You'd have to take a new picture. So you used <laughs> to be riding your bike, bro, around. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. So now right. we're speak, we're speaking up now because we wanna we wanna connect and and uh, and be able to be really helpful because you and I have been through the school of hard knocks. You and I have learned a lot of hard lessons, a lot of hard fought lessons uh, to get to where we are. So now we want to take that and uh, put it out there in a way that we can really help people that are younger than us. So. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this, man. Like, what are you really curious about right now in your life? You and Trish have a wonderful marriage. Your guys' family is something I look up to and I have so much respect for. What are you really interested in right now in your life? What are you curious about? Well, in the moment we're talking about in the middle of like day, whatever, week four of COVID worldwide crisis and all that. So I'm just really curious to really see like how church is shifting, how church is, is changing and I, I really interested in like, as I said, how I like my, how I like my poke, right, is like traditional. 
So I like to see maybe just a factory default set back to, to the ancient way Jesus did church. You know, when he died and when he came back, he didn't give her, he didn't tell Peter to go run the children's ministry. He didn't set, he sat and he rested. And without the help of social media and lights and production and service planning and all this stuff, man, the gospel, the gospel spread the fastest in a time of crisis. And the good news spread the fastest. It changed the world the most by unnamed people in unnamed places loving people face to face aloha means face to face so that's what we're trying to just get back to the ancient way of what jesus actually did and it worked so i think the world is by default or by under like you can be arrested for actually doing anything different so it's a kind of a blessing in disguise it's very unfortunate to see i mean there's a lot of unfortunate things but as far as the church and the gospel, people are super open, very open. Your neighbors are very open, just I think how it was in the, in the beginning. So that's really curious for me. Um, it's very curious to see even in like as a church leader, I'm in the church world of we're being exposed. So the things that we maybe as church leaders um, I'm not talking just big or small, but what they really put their trust in is being exposed. You know, it's easy to talk about faith and to hire a staff and to do stuff when things are really good and income's coming. But when push comes to shove, when when the you know stuff hits the fan and we're in hot water and we have to, your idols are being exposed of what you really really put your trust in. So our only hope should be Jesus. I feel a lot of times people, their hope is Jesus and church services, Jesus and jobs and Jesus and all this kind of stuff, especially in the Western world. So I'm curious just to really, really see. I'm hoping a lot of people would, would, would raise up, even some of the underground people that are just trying to love their neighbors. You know, we talk about what it takes to be a pastor. A lot of times people think being a pastor is a job at a church. When you and I were sort of saying, man, one, you got you to gotta love God. And you got to love people. If you love God and people, Jesus is going to make it move and make it happen. You're going to be just super stoked walking by faith. So is that, is that enough to oh, say? It's so good. I love what you said about factory default. And I love what you said about people that are underground. And it's the paradox, right, of the people that are underground and off the radar are is what connects with people and what God uses. And so how do we get the message out about being underground without going mainstream? So good. So we'll have friends like in the surfing community and I've always loved the guys that are shaping boards like in their backyard. You know what I mean? I had a shaping thing like back in my yard trying to shape boards and stuff. And then they have all, then everybody's like, the guys are just like, surfing's awesome. And then they start, you know, there's two worlds, right? There's the business world, the corporate, of pumping out boards or, or pumping out coffee or whatever it is, or clothing. And then you've got the guy like in his backyard, grinding it because he loves it and his friends are loving it and it's spreading through word of mouth. They're not putting up yeah. posters. And that's how the gospel, I think, best spreads through word of mouth, through face-to-face, -face, around tables, around meals, when we slow down and be with people. So I think in that sense, it's really good.
So good, man. In fact, one of the guys I'm going to have on here soon is Ashton Pickle, and he's exactly who you just described. He lives here in San Clemente, and he shapes board in his garage, and he shreds, and you'll, you'll love him. So I can't wait to have him on as well. Um, so what is something that you have failed at? Yeah, man, lots of things. Um, being an influencer, no. Personally, I feel like being a husband every day. I speak a different love language than my wife. You know, she likes gifts and stuff, and I just want to, like, take out the trash and clean up everything. So yeah. I'm still learning that. I've been married for 20 years. I have four kids. Um, just today, leaving the house, I was, like, so pissed. I was just, like, yelled at my three-year-old. I'm like, sit down, eat your breakfast. I got to go. And I'm like, oh, I just failed there. So we're always failing. I think sometimes uh, as in church world, we think of failures, but really they're experiments, you know what I mean? Because we're always trying, like, I think with, with really good intentions, I've tried to get the gospel out or help people or, or do a program with good intentions and then they fail. They're not failures, they're, exper they're experiments. Um, so I think we have to maybe re redefine the term failure. You know, if you have good intentions and you're trying, I mean, did Jesus fail in picking the disciples? Those guys are a bunch of bananas. Peter tried to murder somebody. Judas betrayed him. Did Jesus fail these guys? No. He uses people. And people are failures. People are broken. So, yeah. so in a sense, I've never failed. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So good. So, quarter a little bit. Um, what would you describe as the current water situation mm. in the world? This is the Ocean Water Podcast. The reason why we're doing this is because we want to be the voice for the indigenous water movement. We want people to be having this conversation. So how would you describe uh, the current water situation in the world? Oh, man. Water situation in the world is, is an actual real problem, right? Yes. So I think this COVID stuff is, is a passing. It's, I would be shocked to have the hearers listen to actual how many people and kids die of water or bad water every day is going to blow any virus away, right? So, but yeah. we live in the Western world, so we don't really want to hear those things. And it's not really our problem, but it's a huge problem. From what I understand, Ryan, only like eight or nine countries in the world actually have access to clean drinking water. And from what I understand is of all the water in the world, you know, 97% is in the ocean. 3% is drinkable, and of the 3%, I think only less than 1%, less than 1% is actually drinkable, and it's all in glaciers and bottled water. And the same amount of water that's drinkable today is the same amount of water that was drinkable thousands of years ago, but yet we have like three times the amount of people. So that's a real problem. Yep. Bingo. Bingo. So what do you think of the work and the approach that ocean water uses? I think it's, <clears throat> I can't believe anybody has actually like, it's like, it's right under your nose and then you kind of figure it out. And then that's super important because not only are we, you and ocean water together is helping people solve a real problem with drinking water. And then Jesus comes and supernaturally are able to give people living water. So it's just, uh, it's like a no-brainer. So thank you for all your work, bro. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. And I'm super yeah, stoked course. to be a part of it. 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm honored to be your friend and I'm glad we get to do this together. And which leads me to my, my next question, how are you involved and how is Aloha involved? Oh, I think for one, we, we have the, what we call the bro network. Right? <laughs> yep. So yep. you want to be involved in the bro network, there's no papers assigned, you just become our friend. And you just follow us or share, or just be, be, a, be a person who just loves people. You don't have to even love Jesus to be a part of the Bro Network for a while, right? Nope. <laughs> yeah. um, how many involved? Well, we're friends. And then um, I'm help raise a, I help raise awareness of saying people real problems and talk about the water situation in the world. Two, I give people opportunities to support um what's happening with ocean water uh, support prayerfully support financially just be just be stoked on the work um four i don't know if i had three or four four we bring people on trips mm -hmm. so we're able to bring people from aloha or from the san diego california community <laughs> together on trips under the banner of just like loving people helping people out um these people don't have to be part of our church or 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 love jesus or even they have to maybe drink water. <laughs> yeah, water's a necessity. So just so yeah, everyone understands. Things, so many ways to be connected. Yeah. So Drew and I have been to El Salvador together three times, and we're praying about next year. We have opportunities in El Salvador. We have uh, a trip to India. We have a trip to Indonesia. We're praying Drew gets to come to Indo. Yay! Lord, provide the money, and may Trish say yes. <laughs> And uh, so, what ways would you recommend people get involved in and how? I think there's many ways to get involved. Just uh, learn about water, learn about real problems, get out of like your own little bubble in the world of uh, like just not having an, an, an entitlement, you know what I mean? Love people. Ask the Lord how to get involved. Um, that takes time. Two would be uh, explore some of the stuff on your on the ocean water website. You know, actually learn about water in the world. And I think I think there's just a lack of. Um, I think there's a great commission. You know, we all know that the great commandment, love people. But I think there's uh, what what someone says, the great compassion. You know, it's just like people don't people. There's not people going on mission trips because they don't have the money, but it's because they lack compassion. And Jesus um, saw they didn't have a shepherd. So when Jesus saw people, he saw them and he had compassion. So that's when Jesus healed people or, or reached out. So when people see it or learn about it and they actually meet real people, their heart will break and then they'll want to um, control their own spending and their own life to then maybe have money to, to help. And it's not a big financially, but it's just help send someone on a trip or go on a trip or, or, just raise the awareness of it. Yeah, trip. having your heart break for people, having heart break for kids, like real kids and real people, just like you and me with dads like us, they're trying to give their kids life, you know? Yeah. Compassion. The rest is easy. It's all on I know for me, the, the trips over the years have been the most perspective changing thing that I've been a part of. It's like you understand the, the tension you feel when you're trying to teach a concept or a principle, and yet the experience of being, of going on a plane and being in another country and speaking another language and interacting with a different culture. And this is different than a vacation. A vacation is not 
uh, we, we do travel, we do have fun, we do have a good time. But the difference between going on a vacation and going on a trip where you leave something behind, where yeah. you leave a system in place that helps people drink water from the ocean, where they can have the water that they need, where they can grow their own food, and you leave a, a, a part of yourself behind on every trip that we go on. We leave a little less of that materialism that creeps in just by virtue of living in California. It just happens. <laughs> I feel like this. I feel like a vacation is like going to a restaurant with your wife and then buying food and then tipping the waiter and, it's, and you have a conversation with you and your wife and you're eating all this food. Um, a trip is like going to a friend's house, right? And then you bring food and you talk with the other couple and you share life stories and you sit and there's investment and there's giving and taking and it's a way better experience. So some people just like vacations. I think it's taking. The trip is, is giving and it's, it's based on relationships. So I'd much rather eat at my friend's house. It's, it's a little less expensive too. <laughs> So good, Drew. This has been this has been wonderful. Thank you for um, taking time out of your day so that we can uh, pass on some of the things that we've learned in the School of Hard Knocks. We've learned along the way. We we want to be helpful uh, to people that are coming up. And uh, do you have any last words? Uh, we have a couple minutes left here. Any last words you want to say uh, to 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 everyone today? Yeah, I want to say that um, if you cruise with uh, the bro network or following Jesus is that you, I think Ryan and myself would give, we want to give more people permission and release more people to go love people. Then I think a lot of people have been handed, handed down this idea of what ministry or church or, or, or helping people out should look like, but really it's, it starts with compassion. It starts with loving people. And, and Jesus opens up many, 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 many doors. And then two donkeys like us. <laughs> you got that right. Have these awesome stories of like, of like looking back in our life and be like, wow, God's hand was in all that. Because yeah. I know Ryan and myself, we would never would have ever accomplished any of this stuff if we tried to figure it out in our own brains. No. So just go for the, just go for the ride. Yeah, thanks, Drew. Well, hey, I just want to say on behalf of everybody who's going to hear this, thank you for taking your time, dude. We just love you and Trish. Have so much genuine respect for you guys. Thanks. And uh, thank you for your time today. We hope this is helpful to everybody who listened. And uh, we hope that you all have a wonderful day. Thank you so much.